You are listening to the Mentally Strong Choice Mapping Podcast. I am Dr. B, a doctoral prepared psychiatric mental health nurse practitioner with over 20 years of clinical experience. However, my real expertise comes from having experienced unimaginable hardship. As a result, I created Choice Mapping, a cognitive behavioral approach. Listen and learn how Choice Mapping makes you mentally stronger. Hi, I'm Dr. B, psychiatric nurse practitioner. Today, I'm going to talk to you about when to seek professional help. when to seek professional help. We have a a channel, we talk a lot about different um, things like depression, anxiety, your mood, how to be happy, but there are specific times in your life that you need to seek professional help. That's with a psychiatrist, counselor, a psychologist, someone that can kind of assess the bigger picture of what's going on. So I have three main criteria for seeking professional help. The first one is urgent needs, and we'll talk about those. The second is actually meeting criteria for uh, things like depression, anxiety, PTSD. And then the third is just quality of life. Sometimes there's a lot going on in your life and you are having a difficult time handling it. Maybe you don't need professional help, but it will improve your quality of life to get professional help. So I'm gonna go uh, through those a little more deeply. An urgent need. So when you feel like you want to hurt yourself or hurt anyone else, that's the main criteria for there, that is an urgent need. Sometimes it's an emergency. If you feel like hurting yourself, specifically killing yourself, you need to go to the emergency room. Do, do not hesitate. Those thoughts uh, likely will not go away by themselves and likely you will just ruminate and they will get worse if you're trying to handle them yourself. So suicidal thoughts, we talk, uh, unfortunately in our culture, there has been an increase in suicide. Uh, we talk about the suicide in the military. This is a way it's like your brain is giving up. Like life is just too hard. You don't have, you can't come up with those personal visions. You can't do that next thing. And so it's just, I, I might as well give up. It's like hopelessness. And um, there's always hope. And I just want to uh, tell you that we believe in you and that you uh, can get better from this. This is not the end, uh, but please seek professional help if you want to kill yourself. And this includes passive thoughts like, you know, I wish I was dead, or I wish I would get into a car accident and just die, Um, or actually doing risky behavior, hoping that that you'll die, or not caring if you die. Uh, Those are what we call passive thoughts of of suicide. Another urgent time to seek professional help is if you're hurting yourself in any way. So this, for some people, is cutting. Uh, Some people burn themselves, uh, but they do some sort of physical pain to themselves. And sometimes that seems like that it wouldn't be suicidal and sometimes they're not suicidal it's actually a a, what we call a maladaptive coping it's a coping mechanism that for the person it's actually working it's decreasing the anxiety or or relieving some of the pain the emotional pain by giving themselves physical pain but it's we can help you with that and you know again seeking professional help for, for that The other is kind of in the realm of psychosis. Uh, If you are hearing things, seeing things, if you are delusional, it's very hard to know when you're delusional because this is by definition a false belief. But if anyone has uh, continued to tell you that uh, maybe you're delusional or that you're paranoid or that you um, kind of over the top and what you're saying doesn't seem like it's in reality, 
uh, those are reasons to, to seek professional help, right? So that's, that's that first criteria of urgent. Um, you can't really wait. You need to, to seek that help now. Um, unfortunately, for many people, if you call a psychiatry office or, or a counseling office, uh, they will tell you that it's you know a three to six month wait for an appointment. If you meet the criteria in that first category of urgent need, uh, do not wait for that appointment. Go to uh, your local emergency room. Most uh, major cities have like a crisis center that you can go to that's 24 hours, and you can actually talk to someone and get a uh, mental health assessment um, done. So super important for that uh, you know, first category there. Then the second is kind of clinical issues. This is what I do for a living, right? People come to me because they feel depressed, they feel anxious, they think they have PTSD. Let's talk about depression. Depression, we all have experienced depressed mood. We all feel uh, depressed sometimes. But there's actually a criteria um, that if, if you meet this criteria, you should seek professional help. And, um, you know, we have this thing called the DSM-5, and it's somewhat subjective um, and is all, you know, symptom-based. So we unfortunately don't have an objective way to diagnose these things. But if you are experiencing depressed mood most of the time, or if you have pretty significant distress, you're not going to work, you don't feel like getting up and showering, you maybe aren't cooking dinner for your family ever because you just don't have the desire or care um, about yourself, to do those things, that is an indication that we could be dealing with more of a clinical depression that does need to uh, seek professional help, okay? Uh, the next is anxiety. Again, another emotion that we all feel. And we, you know, anxiety can be in, in a scale. I like to talk about the scale of anxiety because we all experience anxiety. Um, and if you think of a number scale between zero and 10, 10 being debilitating, severe anxiety, cannot function, and one to four being kind of that mild anxiety that actually gets you to perform better, right? If you have mild anxiety uh, before a test, you prepare for the test, you study, you um, get a good night's sleep, you do the right things in order to, to do well on the test. That's mild anxiety. Moderate anxiety begins to affect how you function. So if you begin to have moderate anxiety, you stay up all night studying, but you don't remember anything that you studied, right? This is affecting your function. You have, we need to learn how to bring that down to mild anxiety. So moderate anxiety is, is kind of you know, into that quality of life thing of whether you want to seek professional help for that. Um, but when you get into severe anxiety, and I like to rate that seven and above, you, you are, it's affecting your function and it can actually begin to affect you physically. So I do recommend uh, seeking treatment for that. Unfortunately, the first line treatment for anxiety for many years was a medication uh, that is in the benzodiazepine class. And those medications, we now know after long-term studies that they actually cause dementia and they are suppressing the central nervous system and they're only putting a Band-Aid on the anxiety. They're not actually helping the anxiety. So I encourage my patients and anyone to get off the benzodiazepines and learn to control uh, that anxiety and we I have other uh, videos that talk about how to control that anxiety and use it as a strength um, so severe anxiety can come up as restlessness even fatigue uh, difficulty concentrating irritability muscle tension and it will come out physically if we don't get it under under control or, or get it into that mild state so again for anxiety to normal feeling we need to be able to move it to that one to four um, that moderate anxiety, it's kind of a quality of life issue of whether you want to seek treatment for that. Um, but any kind of severe anxiety, I encourage you to seek professional help. 
Uh, the next thing I want to talk about is bipolar disorder, which used to be called manic depression. And again, it's almost being overused again. So it used to be uh, not commonly diagnosed. We would definitely wait till someone was in adulthood. I have um, assessed people who have been told that they're bipolar by their family because they have these you know, pretty severe mood swings. So that's not what this is. Um, bipolar is a very specific type of disorder that absolutely, yeah, so I'm not even gonna give you the criteria here, absolutely needs to be assessed by a professional. So if you think that you have bipolar disorder, you need to seek professional help just for that diagnosis. Don't use that um, as an adjective. We do not all experience bipolar. We all experience maybe mood swings, uh, but bipolar is a very serious, often lifetime disorder. And so it definitely needs to be assessed and diagnosed by a professional. Uh, the next is post-traumatic stress disorder. And we talk a lot about this. I, I'm a, a commander, a psychiatric nurse practitioner commander in the Navy Reserve, so we have a lot of uh, PTSD in the Navy. But even in my private practice, we have tons of people, a lot of uh, sexual abuse survivors. We talk a lot now about um, sex trafficking and people coming out of sex trafficking. There's just a lot of reasons we could be experiencing uh, PTSD. Very important to truly believe that PTSD is a treatable condition, disorder, whatever you want to call it, right? Um, it, is, it can be time limited. Now, depending on the complexity of the trauma, it could be a long time to uh, work through those things, but it is super important uh, to seek professional help. If, if you have trauma and you feel like, uh, you know, I don't really need the criteria, I, it's not truly affecting my life, I don't think I need professional help, I challenge you to use choice mapping, which I talk about in some of my other videos, to be able to map how that trauma affects you now. So not everybody with PTSD must seek professional help. Um, if it's causing any of those debilitating uh, type symptoms, it's a, if it's affecting your function and quality of life, you may choose to, to seek treatment. But it can't, you can kind of get a hold of that yourself um, using the choice mapping. So one of the things that we do, we have a whole section on trauma, and trauma is a lot like grief. We must grieve that th this experience has changed our life, right? So grief is typically a loss. We think of death when we think of grief. The same thing that you have to do in grief, you need to do in trauma because you have to grieve that your life has changed. You are, let's just say you were abused sexually as a child. You would be probably a very, very different person uh, mentally and emotionally if you were not abused sexually as a child. I mean, there's just no doubt, right? So <clears throat> grieving, you know, who you might have been able to be, who, um, you know, how that still affects your life and how it affects your relationships uh, mental, mentally and, and emotionally and intimately, how those things are affecting your relationship. So it is important to work through those and grieve that, but it's, you know, you may be able to do that um, on your own. And then the last um, is, again, the, this psychotic uh, type disorders when you're not in reality, right? So we have, um, you know, schizophrenia is the, the most well-known. It is a very de debilitating. Often uh, they cannot function uh, in the world. They do need to, to be on medication. Uh, in severe cases, they're hearing things and seeing things all the time. Some of the research on even the homeless population in our culture uh, is that 80% of people that are homeless have a mental illness, probably in this psychosis realm. So, you know, again, in our, in our country, we can refuse treatment. 
but part of this psychosis is they have lack of insight um, and poor judgment is, is actually a symptom of schizophrenia. So having them make the right choice is very difficult. So if you have someone in your family who you believe is experiencing these things, I encourage you to help them get help. Uh, and, and it's super important in, in doing that. So the first, so if, if we talk about those three sections, right? Number one is urgent. You must go and seek help if you want to hurt yourself or someone else. Uh, the two is, is when you meet you know, a criteria for depression, anxiety, bipolar, uh, PTSD, psychosis, when those things are impairing function, you go and seek professional help. But even if they are impeding, which is the last thing, your quality of life, uh, don't be embarrassed to go seek help. Even if it's just, a, you know, a counselor doesn't always mean medication, but again, I'm a psychiatric nurse practitioner, so I do prescribe medication. I, I do believe that you can, um, with therapy and even alternative ways, can treat these things. But I also know that the medication often works faster and um, sometimes more efficiently. So do not be embarrassed to seek help, to take an antidepressant to get through what you're going through. So that's really, you know, that quality of life piece, that last piece of, you know, it's important to, to be able to be happy. So I talk about, when I talk about medication, I say it takes about, it takes the edge off, at least 50%. Let's say you're, you're dealing with depression and you're having trouble being happy, choosing to be happy, engaging in life. You take an antidepressant, it should make it about 50% easier to think positive and, and to choose to be happy. There's no such thing as a happy pill, right? But it, it increases neurotransmission. This is what antidepressants do. And increased neurotransmission also just allows you to make those better choices and allows you to be happy. Um, well, you know, someone will say, well, so does exercise. That's true. But when you're depressed, it's really hard to get up and go exercise, right? So, you know, again, quality of life, it's okay to say, you know what, I'm going to take an antidepressant until I can, you know, uh, feel better about myself and get through this, you know, specific time in my life um, or for a long period of time. So again, quality of life is important. So urgent Go to the emergency room if you feel like you want to hurt yourself or someone else. Uh, and do not be embarrassed to seek help for, uh, you know, clinical manifestations of things or just quality of life. Okay? So as you think about those things, again, just be encouraged and inspired that it's okay to seek help and know that you are mentally strong. Thank you for listening. If you would like more information about choice mapping, visit our website, www.mentallystrong.com. And remember, choice mapping makes you mentally stronger.